coins alive, what you gon' do? Man, pool fees are high, high Order no, order no, order no Where does it stop? Nobody knows It's a revolution, ayy Bitcoin is the one, no substitution, ayy We should see in your globe, it's order no revolution Welcome back to Ordinal Revolution. My name is Shizzy on this channel. We cover the entire Bitcoin Ordinal ecosystem. What's up, guys? We have an amazing episode for you guys today. We got Omniset. We got Halfbanger. We got Bunzi. It's going to be electric. It's going to be so much fun. And I can't wait to get into it. So no more intro. Let's get right into this. Let me bring in my partner, as always, Mr. Yagobi. What's up, buddy? What up, what up, what up? <laughs> Man, today's yeah, an exciting one. Dude, we've been looking forward to this. It was supposed to be yesterday, but um, it got pushed back a little bit. And then now, that, dude, I'm so excited for it. I'm hyped for it, bro. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm especially excited for it because I remember back in, I think, June, I was telling you about Omnisat. Remember, I was like, yeah. we we're looking for the swap. We we're like, what's going to be the swap? What's going to be the swap? And then I was doing my little, you know, uh, online uh, investigation. Who's behind it? Figured out that like, Bunzi was was on the team. And then Jake Gallon was on the team. We had Jake on the show. Yeah. And so, it, like, I was like, oh, man, this is going to be awesome. And then it went quiet for a bit. And so I was like, hmm, you know, um, did they kind of stop working? Did they, you know, are they working on something else? And then next thing you know, OmniSat's back out. And little did we know they had their head down building. So it's yeah. going to be exciting getting into this. A lot, dude. So right now we're hearing about all these layer twos, layer twos, layer twos, but there's no, no one really building on layer one and th these guys are doing it, right? So we have a swap, you know, we're, we're in test that right now. We're, we're adding liquidity to it. We're playing with, we got the DeFi feels. It's exciting, bro. It really is. We're, we're doing this on layer one Bitcoin, which is, you know, if I would have told you that a year ago, two years ago, you'd have been like, get the hell out of here. It's not possible. There's no smart contract, but these guys figured it out and we're going to find out what's going on with it and all that stuff. So I'm really excited. Yeah, for sure, bro. Oh. For sure. Yeah. Let's bring them in. Let's bring up Bunzi. Bring up Hathburger. What's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for Dude, joining that, us. That intro what? is fire. Yeah, you like it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, that, that was a vibe. Yeah. It took me about like two days to come up with it. I had to use the voice. I'm just messing <laughs> around. We, we had Sam Sage actually from the Ordinal community do it for us. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was, I, need that. I need that on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man all right guys so i mean we're definitely getting to omnisat can't wait but let's kind of get in your backgrounds a little bit we'll start with bunzi bunzi take us back man take us let, let, let everyone know all about you yeah this is actually the perfect time to talk about it because it's with half and that will make sense here in a little bit but um <laughs> you know i've always been kind of a creative mind um i started doing graffiti when i was younger which led me into making hip-hop beats um, I never really got into electronic music. I was like, ah, oh. I thought I was like, oh, this badass white guy making beats. I was like, ah, oh, no, like, and um, luckily my buddy Andy introduced me to like uh, EDM and like uh, dubstep and drum and bass. And I started making music. And the reason I mentioned that is because we released some music. We got lucky enough that some of them, some of our tracks took off. We were able to tour the US um like four times in europe once but our first tour was with robotic pirate monkey andrew and <laughs> it was it was my favorite experience still i think it's always going to be one of my favorite favorite things i've ever done because I've, i did tours after that but um 
it just never felt the same. Like it was just like that was everything was so new. And then like we had Andrew in the like in the mix, and this guy is really, really amazing. So we did that. We both did music, but somehow we both, you know, music's very difficult. Um, it's a very competitive industry, um, just like any other, I'm coming to find out. But um we both after that just stayed in touch, hung out. Um, and then I went so started I went to a coding boot camp um I forget when, but Andrew at the same time was coding, um, which is funny. We both fell into um software. Um and then fast forward, he hired me at his company, Pineapple. Um and then uh yeah, the rest is history. I've I've been learning from him and he speaks my language and um he's definitely been like mentoring me on the, the development side. Uh largely so it's it's been amazing and it's just so funny to me that like how life works like that i just it i hope that transcended like or i communicated that well because it is pretty fucking trippy that's awesome for sure for sure and and so you i didn't know you actually worked with like the pineapple team like directly so that's pretty awesome because we learned about pineapple through jake when we had him on our show and um, I think Pineapple also worked with Emblem Vault, right? Or there's some sort of relationship there. So yeah. I'm actually helping build their marketplace too. Um, awesome. So, awesome. Yeah. And then whenever I work on something, I always bother half for help. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> mixed to it. So, um, so you you work with Pineapple, led you up to like Emblem Vault and then the Ordinal space and stuff. And then when did you feel kind of like you uh, had a kind of gut feeling that like, okay, this is this is it for Bitcoin. This is the chance whenever Ordinals kind of came on the scene. W when was that um, for you? That was when I was watching inscriptions. It just, it made sense to me. And like, um, like my whole journey through uh, crypto, like I have to also like shout out Jason Klein. Um, like I never really got the, I bought it just cause like, I was like, oh, this stuff's moving. Um, but then I started mining it. And then that's when I was like, holy shit, I, I'm contributing to a network. It really clicked, but I never got into the art side of it or the PFP. I was like, why the fuck are these grown men like acting like seals? Like, <laughs> um, you know, I just did, I didn't get it. I didn't, and just, but, he was like, dude, you, you got to get a funk. And I got a funk and, and uh, met people like H wonder who are building in the space and doing, you know, and it just wasn't filled, filled with nicisms. It wasn't like, wag me, wag me, GM, GM. It was like pointing stuff out. Like, dude, there's bad things occurring here. Like um, not, I, I, I enjoyed that. Cause like, I don't know. It just seemed like false hopes and all these like false idols were being made and influencers were pumping. VCs were releasing a token every other week. And I was just, it was clear to me that it was happening. Um, but I don't know, to, to sum it up, it was, it was quite the experience um, coming all the way to Pineapple. And uh, when I got there, um, yeah, it was just building with people that were really sharp, really bright and um, capable because a lot of people LARP in the space and a lot of people LARP is, devs and you know they use that to you know to leverage and sell you things like oh i'm a developer it's like um i don't know i would just be careful um around that term but i don't know kind of long-winded forget the question um, 
It's all good, man. That's a good answer, though. Um, yeah, I guess I guess we'll we'll hop over to the Hatmanger, man. So, um, you, you guys want to give us your, your kind of your backstory as well, kind of lead us into what um Bunzi was talking. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So, what's up? I'm Andrew. Um, I'm originally from Vermont, and uh, I grew up like skiing a ton. And so I did the whole ski thing and uh, like was competitive in uh, like slope style and rail jams and all that stuff. Um, so I'm like, you know, dude this was sad. Dude was beast. You will never say it, but search hat banger and you'll see this dude fucking soaring. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I fucking love skiing. Love. Uh, I can get into that later. But um, so pretty much. I grew up skiing and in high school, I'm like, where am I going to go to college? So then I went to uh, CU Boulder because all my ski buddies are going there as well. So I went to CU Boulder and um, the first fall, uh, went to a rave for the first time. And then when I did that, you know, we're doing normal rave things and I'm sitting there like, (laughs) oh my God. Music is mass. And then so after that rave, I was like, holy shit, I need to fucking do this. I need to DJ. Um, so I got into DJing um, and then started DJing under the name Halfbanger. Um, we got some some tracks on YouTube if you guys are looking for any Halfbanger. And then so I, I did that. And then I met up with this kid, um, Matt Berryhill. And um, he's he was a musician through and through. And he's like, look. Like the mashups are cool, but like we need to be making music. Um, so I like teamed up with this kid, Matt, and then we went and we created the band Robotic Pirate Monkey. So then we like started uh, releasing all sorts of tunes. And, and at like one point we were, um, you know, touring the country. And, and it just so happens that one of our friends from Boulder was getting into becoming a, uh, what, a what would you call it, uh, an agent, right? Like, uh, would have, like, artists and then would then try to book them for shows. Well, I, th- I don't know how uh, Max, his name is Max, Max found you, Jared. I think it was probably on, like, SoundCloud or something. But he contacted Jared, and then uh, he got signed, or Jared and Andy got signed to Circle Talent Agency. And because... Um, Matt and myself and then another kid, Matt, it was funny. It was Matt, Matt, and Andrew, but then like we'd go into venues and I'd be like, it'd be like Matt would be like, Hey, I'm Matt. And then the next Matt would be like, Hey, I'm Matt. And then I'd roll up and be like, What's up? I'm Matt, you know? Uh, and they'd be like, they'd be like, I'd be like, just kidding, I'm Andrew. <laughs> um, so so um yeah, so then um so Max um signed Jared. And then we were with Max because he was just a homie already. And then so he signed us to Circle as well. And then he booked um, our our first tour. And that was where we met um, Andy and Jared, Young Bunzi. And so then um, we fucking toured all over the place. Like, did we, were we in South Carolina that one time when Matt like ponied up and drove like 35 hours straight back to Boulder? And then yeah. another time you guys came up to my spot in Vermont, um, which was fucking so funny. Um, and then, um, yeah, so, sorry, I'm getting sidetracked. So I'm, I'm, I am 
you know, we're doing the music thing and I realized that like, shit, I need more money. Like this is kind of a grind. Um, so then I was like, you know what I really enjoy, like what is music, but math to go back to it. And then, so what are we doing? We're building music with computers. So we're like, when you build EDM, you're literally building it. And, uh, and so you're, you're programming music. And so then we ended up like, getting really into the tech side of the music thing. So like we our our setup was like, we had a four channel mixer and then two iPads that we would, we programmed using uh, Max for live because eventually we had like probably like 70 or 80 tracks. And the way that we would play would be like a deck A, deck B. But then for each track that was playing, we'd play, you know, four tracks, four or five tracks, which would be drum sample synth bass, and then maybe another track. All that should be on, unmastered so it'd be just stems and then so we would be djing our track to be all on ableton and so we would um you know mix between our tracks and we'd also have the ability to take out you know certain parts of like have a drum track from one um one track onto the, the other track and you can switch uh, uh swap between samples and all that stuff um and then so um i got really into like programming and then I was like sitting there, I'm like, fuck, I, how am I gonna make more money? I'm like, what do I like to do? I like to program. So it was probably like 10 years ago. Um, I was living in LA at the time and I went to some classes um, at UCLA for web development. And I was like, I just got, I got absolutely hooked. So then I started like learning, like the first uh, backend uh, stack I was fucking with was uh, Rail or Ruby on Rails, which kind of showed me like what MVC was and how that all worked. And then I got into React through another buddy of ours, uh, James Vernell. Um, he went to like a React code school. He's like, dude, you gotta check out React. I'm like, okay, fine. And then I got into it. I'm like, holy shit, this is like the most banging. Um, so then I moved back to Denver and then um, I, I got a job at this place called Connect Your Home, and that was fucking terrible. And then what what they did is they would literally like like prey on the elderly in Yellow Pages books, like remember Yellow, <laughs> Yellow Pages, White Pages, and be like, sign up for Comcast today. And it would just be, it would literally be an ad which would go to Connect Your Homes, uh, like call center, which would then just get routed to Comcast. So it's just like stupid like middleman like cable sales pretty much um so i'm sitting there i'm like this sh shit sucks i'm like writing wordpress i'd rather be writing react um and doing you know more fun backend stuff and so then i got um eventually hired by comcast like straight up so i worked at comcast for four or five years um it was an architect over there and i helped them build like an internal aws for uh like 70 or 80 different developer teams at Comcast. So like you go and provision a server, uh, um, you could upgrade your servers. Uh, there were some other things. A lot of it would just be like running Ansible scripts. Um, and then, uh, and then after, so that was happening. And then full fucking circle. My bandmate is like, yo, I just started a pineapple workshop. You should join me. And I'm like, fuck it. Sold my fucking car and moved to Rincon because I was also interested in learning how to surf because at that point I fucking like 
the only thing that gets my rocks off skiing is like hitting i was just telling jerry this hitting like an 80 fucking foot jump you know and i'm like I'm like you know it's just dangerous now at this point it's probably like 20 29 uh at the time and uh and then so i moved to california joined pine workshop um and then so we were doing web 2 shit which was you know kind of a drag and then uh um i think we got we got um we got someone reached out to us to help them build a dex on ethereum but it would also integrate with renjs which is a means for you to transfer uh, value between chains so like at the time renjs had like bitcoin doge um can't fucking remember what the other ones were but we built a dex we like forked sushi built a dex and integrated renjs and then so that right there was like the start of my web3 thing and then um and then we saw jared over there just like dude that kid is fucking killing it he's got like this like yeah, there was like this alpha group that he had started up with uh, um, some kid, Damien, and then uh, Hike, who's like our go-to designer now. And then, uh, and then, so then we're like, shit, like, let's go full fucking Web three. And that was when we brought Jared in, and and he started doing the Block Talk podcast. Um, and so then we were we were doing that, doing that, and then. I, Jared, I remember, dude, when you hit me up and you were like, dude, ordinals. And you sent me the docs. It was literally like a year and a, a month ago. Because it was literally like right fucking over there. I remember when you were like, you were like, dude, download a Bitcoin wallet. I'm sitting there. I'm like, I don't even fucking know what to do with my hands, dude. Like, <laughs> fucking, dude, what do you even mean? You're like, dude, you got to get the, uh, these, these crypto punks. Or it was like, Bitcoin punks, I think you call them or whatever. Um, and I missed that fucking shit because I didn't know what the fuck was going on. But that was literally about a fucking year ago here yeah, in this in crazy. this building. Yeah. That's yeah. wild, man. First of all, yeah. that's super wild. Like both of y'all have like the relationship before, you know, coming in and working together and then um, you know, leading up to now, right? <laughs> I feel like I know y'all a lot better right now. Um, but but my, my question for you, Halfbanger, is like, you know, you've worked on the EVM side to build that DEX. Um, is it that much more complicated doing stuff over here on the Bitcoin side with the UTXO uh, model chains? Um, it's different. Um, one thing that's like, that is um, like glaringly obvious is um, you don't have like a, a, a DA layer. So there's no way for you to like, um, for you to like query anything against the chain. I mean, you can, you can, you could go and get that. You can go and get that information from an RPC and then use order RPC to like decode the transaction information, but it's a lot harder to get. And there's no, like, you don't have smart contracts. It really is what it is. Like with, with, with solidity, you have like, you know, payable functions and like, um, you know, ownership of certain things that are on chain. With Bitcoin, it's not like that at all. So really, data is king with Bitcoin. Um, so, I mean, it's there's a lot less guardrails. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's something I wish that we had, but at the same time, it's also like kind of, um, 
Uh, it's kind of like beautiful in a way. I don't know. It's it's very basic. The system is very very basic, and like obviously Bitcoin's Bitcoin, and it is just like an incredible store of value. Um, and the fact that we had the taproot upgrade, and all of a sudden we're inscribed, we're inscribing shit literally permanently, um, as opposed to like take any fucking NFT on Ethereum. You're literally, it's like it's an AWS PFP, you know. Mm-hmm. So, that's Jizzy's favorite line. Yeah. AWS. AWS. <laughs> well, dude, and like, so then, so I, I, at the beginning of last year, I started working at this company called Versatus, and I won't get too deep into that, but their plan is to like, you'll be able to run your fucking apps on chain, and they'll be they'll be pushed across the globe, and and like, let's say you wanted to go to to OmniSat potentially, it would be it would be you know housed in ipfs in versatus and ran fucking god knows who where like god god knows where um and then now now you have a dap these aren't fucking daps dude it's still an aws sushi swap you know yeah. it's yeah, still hosted one, by someone that's one thing that you know most like the internet is a very layered that uh you know and I'm learning about routers and a lot of things and, you know, really diving deep because we're trying to solve some pretty serious, um, you know, centralization problems. But all these apps that we're using, they're living somewhere that has an off switch. Um, and the decentral- the DAP is kind of, it's just, no, you're interfacing with something. But once that interface is gone, there's not too many people can operate a terminal and pipe into that and pull out any assets that they had. So therefore it's like, they're kind of setting you up and like a building a bridge. And like, once that bridge falls, like there's no access to any of that again. So the DAP as we know, it is very much um, on the, on the client side and like the, the application, the data is still all stored, but, but yeah, I digress, but yeah, what, what, that solving is is dope. Yeah, man. So, um, uh, Bunzi, uh, I just want to ask you a question. So, um, so Bitcoin, have you always been? I, I'm I'm gonna guess that you're kind of a little bit of a maxi, right? Have you always been that way, or? Um, you know, like I started buying Bitcoin 2017, very typical. Yeah. That huge rush. I bought it going down, and I was like, oh no, it's yeah. So I just kept <laughs> buying, and I was like. Because I'm a little bit bullheaded and that when I read something, I read the white paper, I was like, this is genius. But of course, I entered because of FOMO, because the market was ripping. I don't have the cool story of like, I was in Bitcoin in 1980, like all these. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, so I bought Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum. That was my portfolio. And then just forgot about it and then in 2019 i moved to a, an apartment and uh the garage was di- not attached to the main building and i was just like i saw my neighbor like charging his car and shit and i was like what the fuck and then i put and then i just was like oh shit so i started building a gpu mining rig and my buddy runs a a, a refurbish um um computer like warehouse so i would get all these like he he was a yeah dude so that's when it really clicked for me i started mining ethereum um and was just went turbo mining and when you open up that terminal and you see 
you're helping the network find consensus. Like I had, that's when I was like, this is it. Like I had a picture of the future of like every home, like in that weird little bubble silver vibe with like a hydro like plant system for food and oxygen. And then like everyone had this box that would be running to contribute to this ser like server. And like everyone would, it would like, you know, it, it was just part of their house. It's like the common thing. Like um, I just had this like, holy shit. Um, and then um, I started, you know, needing to like, after I paid off all of the, the mining stuff, I was like, holy shit, I got Ethereum. I want to trade it. So I got into DeFi, very, um, very bad trader. Um, I learned that. <laughs> but, uh, but most people are. But what was cool was I thank crypto for making me financially literate. Before crypto, uh, you say Wall Street or bonds or any of these words, I'd shut down. Like when I say like like uh, crypto, how they shut down. I used to do that when people would bring up finance, and um, and it's it's been super liberating to understand like you know how fi finance works and like how it it operates in not only a political way but uh, like psychology around it and all of that stuff just a very powerful thing and i have to learn by doing like i have severe like bad adhd and like i can uh like i have to try it and that's kind of what um mullet punks allowed me to do like i just like that's a whole story in itself but like i just started fucking around and was like you know i had a team of very smart people I was like, hey guys, I'm drawing these mullets. Like, all right, that's cute. And I was like, fuck it, dude. I need to figure out how to inscribe these. So I would just always try out every any new technology that would come around. I just put mullets on it, and it really allowed me to learn about a lot of different um, networks and stuff. So, so yeah, I mean, it's it's been it's been a wild ride, but but yeah, Ordinals where we're at now, it's crazy that. Billions of dollars of VC funding has gone into all these other chains and no one can outperform what Satoshi made in the original. And typically in tech, with more money and more resources, you can typically outperform previous models. Um, but that just hasn't happened. And I'm, yeah. I think that's fucking insane. Yep, yep. And it seems like the VCs are like uh, trying to run over here now that they realize that, you know, they made a mistake initially, you know, uh calling for ordinals to die and all that stuff and and even a lot of the other chains uh you know people that that live on the other chains are coming over here but um how did omnisat like come together like obviously you guys were already like with the pineapple team yeah. and then i heard there was some hangover house in vegas and y'all partied <laughs> there was a baby and a tiger can you talk about that yeah 12 <laughs> yeah no it's true that that house will go down in history but uh no basically back to h wonder like um he's been a mentor of mine and uh he's a very great filter for me because i'm delusionally optimistic and i'm like oh, this will be great. This will be amazing. And I always have ideas. So I've been lucky enough to, you know, you know, work with him and be like, hey, check this out. And he's just like, no, it's not like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, it's not filled with like, it's just like, yes, no. And this is how you can do it better. Because he's very, he's launched a lot of products. He's a very seasoned, experienced person. And to me, that's 
the most valuable thing anyone i don't care if you've done it for a year and you think you know everything if someone's worse than you and they've done it for 10 i want to talk to them and like um and uh yeah so i hit him up i was like same thing with half like the brc20 and like not sorry not brc20 yet but inscriptions um really checked all the boxes for me because i was starting to get really turned off by decentralization it all started to seem like a you know vaporware another site got stood up another token like when are we going to start utilizing this and like fuck the system when are we going to like really you know this is what got me interested in it. it's like it's a very you know disruptive technology and all i'm seeing is people using it in the traditional way of just like here's my company you want to fund it and then we make money and then we can disappear like and it just got like a little bit rough so um when i found out about inscriptions i don't know there was not i can't think of like one moment that was like oh my god i just it just really spoke to me on bitcoin um you know being able to inscribe base 64 or any type of you know type of data in bitcoin as a, a like a store of value like pun intended like now you can really store data which is a significant thing like you know we're in an era where like book burning is still a thing unfortunately like you can't put anything on the on the internet the internet's not open like people will censor yeah. it and take it down and i'm very big into censorship resistant like artwork and i get why don't get me wrong like there are bad things that can exist but just the fact that you know someone can take down they're like oh you used my logo like dude i don't know to me it's like i don't know i don't want to get into that but it all, it all <laughs> boxes and i just started messing around with it and um you know solidity all of that was i was grasping it but it was just so straightforward with ordinals that i was like it clicked and i started hitting up people and that's when i hit up h wonder when uh brc20s got announced i was like brc fungible tokens on bitcoin like yeah. we need to build tooling and he's like fly to vegas and that's when i knew i was like oh oh shit, that was a good idea like because like yeah. like i said um he typically is just like nah like what are you that's awesome yeah, so. yeah, that's awesome that you you have. I think you're right. You need to have people like that in your in your life, especially your professional life, to, to be able to tell you no, yes, you know, and, and not just be nice and dance around because you're kind of wasting time on that, right? But you know, um, one thing that you, I think, you know, you seem like a point that you're you were getting at was that like with inscriptions and ordinals, it, what it really did from my perspective was it opened the chain up to people, right? In terms of being able to build on it. And yeah. with Ethereum over there, if you're really experienced, you probably know how to get to build on chain, but it's always like solidity first. But over here, and this is gonna kind of lead to a question the Hathbanger, but like someone that has like the C++, the Python, the JavaScript, you know, the React and all that in their brain, it's like when they come over to ordinals, they're like, holy crap, I can use all this traditional, you know, the, the programming language in on ordinals. Did you feel like that, Hathbanger? Did you feel like, oh, well, I can use some of my old tools that I didn't use necessarily as much on the east side? Um, yeah. But I think it's just because it's fundamentally different. You know, I mean, like, what, what we're dealing with is just, is UTXOs. Um, and then so, yeah, right. I mean, there's there's obviously a learning curve that's associated with, uh, with Solidity. 
in in Russ, which I think um, does Solano use Russ smart contracts? I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. those are those are steep fucking learning curves. And uh, with Bitcoin, it's like again, data is king. Um, you make movements uh, based off of the data and the social consensus um, around that, and uh, and then you get to use all your favorite Web two tools. I mean, there's no, it's like nothing else that's like that's better than than it's just more approachable. You know, yeah. like setting up like hard hat and like running a local chain and doing all that stuff is like, it's really fucking sick. That's like, I, really love, sick. How, I love how you brought that up though. Cause I haven't really thought about it like that is like, there's no barrier to entry and that is significant because if people are indexing and getting that data and they can inscribe, boom, they're off to the races. And like, it, yeah. you know, that meme where it's like developers, 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 like that's literally what, like web three whatever you want to call it needs is more people building legitimate things and not just a bunch of good marketing people because that's all we've really seen is like really good marketing and not really really fundamentally solid building yeah 100 like it's like on the ethereum side and evm stuff it's like really good marketer and then they just get one solidity dev or something you know yeah. and then they're like project no, is the on funniest, <laughs> the funniest is this is like oh we raise all here's the idea and then they're like, we just raised $5 million. And it's like, okay, we're hiring a dev now. It's like, what? <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, like, what were, wait a second. I thought, I thought all those like mock-ups you had were working. And they're just like, well, uh, oh, wait. There's, there's no backend. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I think that's minute. really interesting to point that out, though, because I, I haven't thought about that. Um, and that is pretty yeah. cool. And, and I was referring a lot to like kind of like these artists and stuff that came mm -hmm. in and they were learning like, um, was it P5JS or yeah. whatever? Like, you know what I mean? And like they're able to create recursion and, and all this cool stuff using JavaScript stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I didn't see that on the Ethereum side, like regular people learning it and stuff, you know, but maybe they were and I just wasn't as deep into the Ethereum side. But yeah, that's what I was referring to mainly. Well, All right, well, let's get into uh, my favorite part of the show. It, let's, what, what the hell is OmniSat, and what do you guys? What doing can you there? do with it? <laughs> what can you do with it. <laughs> OmniSat is um, a, our approach to a decentralized DEX for fungible tokens on Bitcoin. Um, we are facilitating and helping people, you know, move in and out of positions like typical things that you would do with ERC-20s or fungible tokens on other networks. It's not a radical new idea, um, but we're building it on layer one Bitcoin, which has its, you know, rigid, primitive ways. Um, and yeah, we're essentially allowing people to enter and exit positions on BRC-20s. Uh, for those that have messed around with them right now, you have to buy and sell these like gift card amounts of them. And it's very, doesn't, help find true price discovery because, you know, people can do math and be like, Hey, if I buy it up to this point, you know, hold this floor. Um, so now, yeah. So this is a great example. Like now you can use, okay, I just want that much. You don't have to go shopping around and do weird math in your head. Um, but, uh, beyond that, beyond bringing DeFi and people being able to provide LP and earn yield, like that's the why, you know, like people want to make money with this shit and we're building a tool for them to do that. But the, the main other avenue is 
bringing governance to to Bitcoin. Um, I mean, it's how it's ran through the BIP system. You know, there's lead maintainers, protocol maintainers, and we really like that ethos and the way that no one can stop Bitcoin. And that's how we want to build Omniset. We don't want a single point of failure. We don't want like just one team. Um, we want this to be a, a, a protocol to some degree of like, this is going to exist forever. That That is the goal is building tooling similar to Bitcoin um, and having it be, uh, you know, a network to that degree. And we want to achieve that through governance and on-chain governance, um, allowing people to vote on, you know, any type of proposals. Um, so we'll be rolling that out slowly because it's something I don't feel like you rush into, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely not a short answer, but Omnistat is, a revolution. I love I love that revolution <laughs> word, man. Mm. <laughs> yeah, man. Did Did I miss um, and it also it also uh no I'm just kidding. Um but yeah. So um you so where did the, the idea come from? Like um was it just something you guys kind of thought of it together? Like we gotta do do we we gotta be the team that do this. Um no, it was just kind of like I was seeing um, inscriptions and everything, and they were just following the same KPIs of Ethereum. Like it did the same thing, like NFT collection, dot yeah. sat names, and BRC twenties. And I noticed that there was like, you know, no tooling around these BRC twenties, um, and there was a lot of activity. Like when when Domo made his Dune uh, analytics. And that's one thing I've learned from H2 is like, and Hath is just data is king. Like narratives are cute, but like the, and I was just seeing that. And again, it wasn't, it wasn't like a new idea or a unique idea that I had. It was just like, yo, we just got to do this shit. And, uh, and, and then, yeah, well, we just rallied and found people that were interested, but it is crazy. We built this thing for how many months with no funding and, um, it's just a, it's a passion project essentially that's turned into a fucking behemoth. So no, no funding, no VCs, just a bunch of dudes making a cool ass Dex, right? Mm. Yeah, we got Jen, we got Jen, we got females on the squad. Okay, okay. But, but yeah, we're hoping no. But that's the thing. This literally, and it's going to be difficult, and we'll probably mess up a few times along the way. But this is for everybody. Like this isn't our thing. Like our main. And I know this, but like, we want to build tooling for more people to come to ordinals. We want ordinals to be bigger than it is right now. We're not done. Like we need to use Bitcoin because in 30 years from now, we're not transacting at a very high volume. Miners aren't going to be incentivized and we might just have like 12 networks up and taking down 12 machines isn't that hard. Um, so uh, I, I strongly, um, for multiple reasons, want ordinals to to flourish and for for this to be the hard asset layer and sure if you want to go build a video game and use another side chain and another vc funded you know situation go for it but bitcoin is battle tested it's 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 the network it's it's the best one for sure like there's just no yeah. debate um so yeah yeah and, and um i think you know 
the way that we trade BRC20s and other fungible, well, we call them fungible tokens. They kind of act like non-fungible right now, but um, it's it's okay. But it's the only reason why it's the liquidity still comes is because it's Bitcoin. But having this on layer one, you know, trading these BRC20s, tap tokens, whatever else you integrate into it, it will always like there'll always be a market for it. I was talking to you about this yesterday in our private call. You know that like just getting a swap on there. Like I think we all accept that. Like yeah, this swap. It's probably not going to work as fast as like Uniswap, but the fact that we can even just go in and out of positions because there's liquidity pools and stuff like that, people are going to be so happy about that, Mm -hmm. right? And you spoke about governance. So Mm -hmm. typically whenever you use governance to be able to vote, there's a governance token. Is that something that you want me to not talk about right now? (laughs) Or is that on your mind? But one thing I do want to back up is... This thing is as fast as Uniswap. Um, okay. No, no, not as fast. But from the <laughs> we're used to for, with uh, with BRC20s, I don't know if you guys remember, waiting for that transfer, like oh. the rush to the mempool. Like, yeah. um, but now, I mean, for those that have, you know, done the clunky version of it and you use this, it is essentially what we're doing is inscribing the transfer, sending it into the mempool, and then using that return um, transaction and putting it into the same transaction. So the transfer and the send go into the same block. So when that block clears, your transaction settles rather than two blocks, which is 20 minutes roughly. Um, So we significantly um, change the way that we interact with these things um, in multiple ways. Um, And We've done some clever stuff on the UTXO side um, for UTXO management on the LP pools because, um, yeah, when in theory, building a DEX for BRC20s is like, yeah, just fucking swap them. But uh, when you put, when the rubber meets the road, there's a lot of nuances that we had to go through. Um, and, you know, for those, I don't know how technical people want to get, but it's pretty dope. It's very dope. Robbie Wasabi came up with a fucking super clever way to handle UTXOs. And um, yeah, again, like, it's just wild. Like, I've been just fucking addicted to this thing. But like, it's so cool how many other people have been too. Because like, Try to incentivize someone at a job is t- tough enough. It's like, all right, now check this out. You're going to build this thing for no money. No one might use it. <laughs> and uh, it fucking is called Omnisat. Like, but it's, it's fucking pretty cool that it's, it's made it this far. Well, I just added, obviously it's testnet, but testnet's really close to Bitcoin, right? I just added liquidity to Bitcoin, right? Again, like when the hell could you say that in history? before today yeah. even even with layer Unisat, one yeah. yeah even with uniset you're using a layer two this is the first time obviously you know it's it's i know it's testnet but it's still it, i get that feeling that 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 you know that 20 for me was 2020 ethereum feeling you know when i added yeah. liquidity for the very first time and like i yeah. feel that like m- nostalgia coming back but it's all in bitcoin yeah. to change you're about it, you know? to figure out about impermanent loss and you're like wait a second no yeah. <laughs> um but but no and i for real though, like for people to earn APY on their Bitcoin or any of these, you're on a centralized exchange. Like you better believe that, you know, Coinbase and I mean, let's look at FTX. They gave you incentive to hold your tokens 
to have liquidity available to be able to swap in and out easily. But they held the keys. They were the centralized location um, and they earned all the fees on that. Um, and what happened when that, you know, the lights turned out, you know, no one could yeah. get it. But what's really cool about this is the everyone can kind of share on that side. Like, for example, for people that aren't familiar with providing LP, say I have 0 0.1, 0.01 Bitcoin and uh, equal amount of OXBT, and you have one Bitcoin and a large amount of OXBT, we provide a pool and we're, I'll earn, we'll both earn fees, but you'll earn your portion based on the amount that you put in. And the way that the banking system set up is like, it's all for that one person. And now that we can atomically cut the mass, split it up, I don't know, just to me, that's fascinating. Like you share on the upside of like what big financial institutions can do. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how small you bring to the table because you'll still yeah. have, you know, your small percentage of the LP. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's awesome. Um, you know, one thing you, you, you mentioned, and it sounds like you guys are confident about this, <clears throat> but uh, it sounds like you have a solution that seemed like, I don't know, you sound confident. So I imagine it's seamless for like the dust limits and UTXO management, right? So you said that someone on your team kind of, came up with a clever solution with those for those like UTXO and and that's the kind of stuff that these users don't see you know what I mean mm -hmm. like regular uh, BRC20 users we don't we don't see that right but you guys see it in the back end and that's the stuff that y'all ran into like okay we gotta figure this out but you yeah. guys have a solution for that yeah um it's it's pretty clever I mean I'm waiting for it to be open source uh yeah simply because like you know uh what we've arrived at is you know, building a DEX isn't a million people are, try, are trying it, um, but we we've we've come up with a clever way. But um, but but yeah, um, for UTXO management. But that's what good software is. It hides the wires. Like yeah, yeah, right now it's kind of a flex. Like people are like, oh yeah, I have a node. I inscribe this from my own node. Like yeah, you fucking noobs. But like no, good software <laughs> is an iPhone. Like iPhone is. It's just what the user wants it for. Um, no one cares about the chip. No one cares about the processor. I mean, we probably do on this call. We're like, oh, the M3 chip's going to be so fast. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, good software hides the wires. And that's where, shout out Hike, um, a good buddy of mine that we started a server together trying to trade shit coins. And uh, yeah, just been, it's, that, that's like the first friend I, I played MMOs and stuff, so I made a lot of friends online, but this was like my first like friend that like, I didn't know who he was. We were all LARPing anonymous. Like we thought it was the cool thing to do, like, uh, you know, be anonymous online. And, uh, but yeah, we're still working together and uh, he hides wires. The Guy, he hike designed OmniSat. How, yeah. how are you skipping over that? <laughs> well, I thought that was apparent, my bad, all right. Yes, he is amazing at hiding wires, and that's exactly what you're seeing on the screen. Yeah. So he's he's the front end designer on all this. Yes, yes, yeah. Wow. He is a he is a savage. He came up. Yeah, yeah. he is brilliant. Um, what Amsterdamian? <laughs> and this looks phenomenal. Like I love the way it looks. Like it, the feel of it. It just seems, you know, it's it has like e everything that you would want. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah. I he great. He did a great job. Great job. No, no. Yeah. 
but yeah. Did I mention Hike designed it? <laughs> designed yeah. by Hike. It's just, it's just right here. Designed by Hike, right? Right at the bottom here. Yeah. Really, like shout out, really shout out Hike. And I'm like, what do you <laughs> fucking just, mean, shout uh, out Hike? <laughs> shout out Hike. <laughs> he came up with all of our branding. We designed the whole, the whole app. Yeah. Y'all are both reading from a script, I know. And, and like, <laughs> he's like this, he's like this evil like person in the background controlling you guys are robots. We knew this. Yeah. But, uh, uh, I, I think the 8-bit graphics is really cool, like the design yeah. and stuff. But uh let's get back to that uh governance token if we can. There's a token here. Busy has a question never, about that. There's a token here that we never heard of called uh underscore set, and there's a governance button up here up top here. Is this the, these two connecting at all? I can answer no. this. Uh, okay, no. so the way so what these are, they're like we literally went and and we we went and minted or deployed VRC twenties that like they represent the mainnet versions. Um, and so we deployed them same exact limit on mint, but then uh, the mint max, the max mint was the full supply. So in order to like, like, you know, kind of slow roll this rollout, um, one thing, oh, you need a lot of tokens, right? But you also need a lot of fucking Bitcoin in order to like make sure that these pools are healthy in any any which way. Like, H is saying like between five and 10 Bitcoin per pool, like Bitcoin to whatever token. So we're like, okay, shit. Um, like in order for us to get the like the actual testnet OXBT, like the mint limit's a thousand. And then so you could have someone who goes on the Unisat testnet and and then does like a rapid mint. And then all of a sudden they're sitting there and they're just trying to drain the LP because they have so many they have so much OXBT of fake OXBT or testnet OXBT. And um and then so we're like, well fuck, what we should do is just like create the tokens that when they get added to the LP, we go and we literally fetch the main net price for SATs or for OXBT. I mean, we can literally put any fucking token in here. It, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, and so when we're adding, when we're adding the pairs, like when you're adding a pair for, for it's zero XBT and the underscore SAT, but it's really SATs and OXBT. And when you're like, I need to add a billion sats we'll, we'll be like all right well let's get the quote for a billion sats to uh oxbt which is really zero xbt and then that's what you're adding it's like a 50 50 you know yeah quote. there's a few pieces to this is like on testnet it's just like mainnet so unfortunately oxbt was already minted so we couldn't get our our hands on it because that would have been ideal right because we wanted to ensure any tokens like this weren't getting used on mainnet. So we inscribed these, did the whole thing and uh, sent them to Satoshi's address because like this was simply a means of testing and we didn't want people to speculate on, and we know that and we were trying to be as responsible as possible. Um, but for some of these, the, to the, the supply, like we had, there's no way for us to be like, yo, hey, guy on testnet, um, can you send us some of yours? We're trying to do this. So we, we inscribed it and the reason we took the on testnet the the full collection is like we were scared if we left it open people would just mint it and then trade that for testnet btc which is hard to get um so believe it or not it was like that these is even a headache to figure out like our, our team was like oh it doesn't matter and like i was some people were like doesn't matter people are going to do what they're going to do but you know 
a few of us were of the belief like if we can prevent people from buying a token that's not going to do anything let's just go ahead and mint it burn it just get erase that from because you know we we really want to 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 give people a good user experience and part of a user experience from the beginning is like you thought you had alpha and bought a token that is nothing you're like fuck this thing that's what yeah. so um, yeah so yeah gotcha well, that, yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense then, because we, we we did we did some research and we found that this is a token that's all in one wallet. So we we're like, hey, maybe that's the Omnisat token, and then yeah. but now it makes sense because it's all in Satoshi's wallet, and we definitely yeah. I, I definitely get it now. Well, it's but, not it's not in Satoshi's wallet. We have access. We have all of that. All of that token. You have access to Satoshi's wallet? No. <laughs> yeah. Fucking later, dude. Later. <laughs> Interview <laughs> over. <laughs> fucking billionaire, dude. Uh, dude. <laughs> so yeah, but like, it's like it like is a way for us to because there is a there is a, there is a uh, what's the word? There's a like a like a supply shortage of test BPC, right? And we're kind of playing into that because people can show up and go to, to, to testnet Unisat and go mint the remainder of OXVT and it's a thousand per, but like they could just, you know, spend as much as they, they could possibly spend um, and and then keep on accruing more OXVT. And then we just didn't want them to come uh, on the testnet Omnisat and be like, fucking, like, here's a million OXVT, give me everything you got um so one of our wallets has all of the the zero activity and and all the underscore stats um, gotcha, gotcha. so I, I guess my next question is and feel free to if you know, like you know, not answer this if you guys don't want to but i mean obviously there's a governance right and ha- how do you do governance without a token so will there be and this is a question i have to ask will there be a token and if there is, do you guys have any ideas on on how that's going to be distributed? Maybe by incentivizing this or anything like that. You guys can tell us at all. If you're listening to the podcast, we're going to airdrop everyone a token that's going to govern Omnisat. Financial advice. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, Obviously, yeah, yeah. I'm about to say, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> no, 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 that's just funny. I mean, anything that we say are just words, anyway. So, yeah, yeah, um, true. I, I think what I'm trying to get at is uh, we are building mechanisms for governance to exist. And okay. once governance, governance exists, what happens then, right? What the people want. So, you know, what do people want? They want to swap. They want to earn fees. And I mean, this is what this platform is going to do. Um, and you, yeah, so I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. I got you. Makes sense. So, yeah. And I mean, that's obviously you guys are going through like the like grunt work now, you know, like the hard part. And, and the, the, the main focus is getting the swap up and making sure that functions. And then, and then the governance functionality will come as well. So, Man, I'm I don't know. I'm I'm super impressed with, with what I see. What what's next and what's the timeline for for you guys in terms of like an estimation? Obviously, you don't have to give us a hard date or anything, but what are you guys looking at in terms of thinking maybe mainnet a couple months out or Dude, I don't know if hat stops slacking. <laughs> I mean, so right the the problem that we're trying to solve right now is decentralized um signatures. Um and we 
are again working with with our dude H and H has built a solution. Um, I've yet to see it, but the idea is that um, we, we're gonna each individual can run a process on their computer um, that will help. Uh, will we don't own the liquidity? Like that's the whole plan, right? And so the 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 way that we can we can obfuscate ownership is by uh, is by creating a multi-sig network that will be used to sign these transactions. So um, basically users will have to run a light client on their browser or something or no one has to. Yeah. Um, but people that do would be obviously um, would get and probably some of those sweet sweet fees. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'd do it, shoot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how does, just think about how Bitcoin works, right? Yeah. yeah it's, it just electricity to compute and um yeah, so um, that's definitely where we're heading. And you know, we're working with a lot of other really smart groups. Um, Dylan from Bitcoin Magazine, you know, they're working on some really cool stuff at Tribe. And like, um, what's cool about this is like, I don't know. Someone said this to me a while ago, and I don't know if it's true, but I found it super interesting. Like, calculus was discovered in two different locations in a, in the world when communication is obviously not what it is like now, but it was arrived at at a similar time, which is fascinating, right? Um, so yeah. I feel like that's what's also happening with Bitcoin is um, and technology at large, but obviously I'm biased and this is like all I'm thinking about, um, but everyone's arriving at really the, the same solutions um, and people are seeing it and it's really cool to see. Um, like when we, did the the two the swap and the transfer in the same block, dude? Like a, a week or two later, uh, X first had it, and it was like, and you know that that's just amazing to see. And like that's what's cool about right now. It's getting a little bit different, but like in the earlier day, I don't know. That sounds like a maxi thing to say, anyways. But it's very collaborative still. But um, now you know, like now people are like starting to like hold their ideas closer to their chest when before it was just people were like, yo, fuck it. And then someone would build it and we'd, we'd have a whole new resurgence, a whole new, like, like yeah. a lot of users. And so I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I agree with you hundred percent on that. Um, we're kind of close to the point to where like, I mean, there's more VC involvement, there's more investments coming in. And so like the, genuine innovators like they're still here but now some of them are getting tugged maybe this way or that way and i think it's definitely important because like we still don't have the infrastructure we need you guys are trying to be a part of that right so um i think for the builders out there we got to realize that you know there still needs to be that that kind of camaraderie from the community to be able to like let's get there you know what i mean let's get there let's cross that line um obviously it's always going to be ongoing innovation but um, we're close as a, as a community. So I really appreciate what you guys are doing and putting the time because this is a lot of y'all's time and effort into this. And it's going to be a solution that, that we all need. Dude, and back to you guys. Like, you guys are educating, you know, like, not like, and even on our side, like, this is inspiring. It's like, oh, shit, I guess what we're doing is interesting. Like, you know, and <laughs> but like you are, you guys are, this is definitely like a, a we, not me type thing. Um, and I think it will continue to be um and you know 
like doing podcasts, specifically educational ones on projects like maybe ourselves or others is definitely, you guys spend a lot of time on this shit too, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Appreciate that. <laughs> Appreciate yeah. it. All right, all right, guys, Um, that's kind of the show here, but at the end, we'd like to give you guys, you know, a few minutes to kind of say anything you guys missed out or anything at all, the stage is your guys, man. Just take the show. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Hath, you got anything? Just um, yeah, anything to like the the ordinal community, uh, Bitcoin community, you guys want whatever. To thank anybody or whatever you guys like. Shout outs, whatever you guys want. This this time is yours. Um, I like shout out Oil Wallet. Those boys have been absolutely fucking like they're building tools that are so needed and necessary for the space and um when we finally linked up with those dudes it literally was the reason why we got on reset out um, so it's been immensely valuable um and then the other thing is that like like this is all community based right yep this tool is for the community there's no owner you know what i mean like we're we're all fucking building this thing together. So like that's there, there's no private interest. It's like, dude, here is here is a fucking swap. Um, you know, we're we're creating LP and, and trying to hook all this stuff up while staying off the radar of Gary Gensler. And it's like, <laughs> dude, let's fucking do it together because that's what it is. It's a public tool. And hell yeah. And, yeah, it's fun, dude. Yeah. yeah. I mean, dude, I, I wanna shout out Domo, like for you know not only just making brc 20s but you know also being a huge advocate like when he saw how we're doing it he's been supportive being able to we've been able to contact him and you know um really work through that and i mean the whole team like jake h rob <laughs> the other rob wasabi fucking mike uh v jason hike uh the thing I want to emphasize here is like that's the team to date core contributors to date meaning tomorrow you know like there could be more people it's it's like this started you know smaller and if you know it's up to us to solve how we how we do that but um before there's organization there's chaos and right now the chaos is on layer one foundation and like get involved there and just kind of like be a part of the the problem right now so someone super smart is going to come and you know offer more solutions but i mean discourse is where this all starts and um now we have something for people to to talk about and to complain about and to fucking be like oh this shit sucks and if it sucks make it better like uh you know um so so yeah i mean that that's it for me and um yeah uh Solana, Solana was fucking. Nah, I don't know. Trash can. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys heard. You guys heard it. So if it sucks, make it better. I want to thank both of you guys. We really appreciate you guys, and uh, can't wait to have you guys on for for launch day, man. You guys are ready to launch, man. Please hit us up. We want to go through everything, all the nuances, everything in launch day. So please, we're looking forward to part two. Yeah, appreciate it, boys. We really do. Yep. Oh, yeah. We'll thank talk to you. See you.
right, man. Well, that's Omni set. These guys are are legends, man. Uh, these guys will be legends. I I can't I can't wait for Omni sets launch, man. I'm really looking forward to to everything. Uh, I'm so thankful for them to come on the show. Wow, I learned I learned, yeah. a, lot. I learned well, a lot there. Man, I I really liked this interview and, and discussion because like you know, Bunzi was one of those those like people that I would see on my timeline when I first came yeah. into Ordinals. And then like the, the timeline of Omnisat yeah. and they're not doing it with like VC money. You know what I mean? So there's not someone behind them poking them saying, Hey, you know, make sure you, you, you do it this way or make sure you get this done or, you know, yeah. we got to make this much in fees and yeah. all that, you know what I mean? So they're doing it purely off of, you know, uh passion. And you can see with like Pathbanger, like he, you could tell he's just like one of those guys that gets in the zone yeah. too, like, you know, coding. And then Bunzi's kind of like one of those like project managers that's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, like the puppet master kind of. Yeah. So um, it's going to be exciting, man, once this thing actually launches and I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, man. Definitely can't wait for launch. All right, guys, please hit the like, hit the subscribe for us. Definitely check out ordinalrevolution.com. Check out our store. Check out our articles. Check out everything. We really appreciate every single view. You cannot watch. You can definitely listen. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. Check us out there. But we appreciate you guys and uh, we'll see you next time. Peace. Or in the revolution.